What's up, everybody? This is the Bros and Consoles Podcast, Episode 3, if you can believe it, for the fourth time. I got to my left over here, the Italian Stallion, Michael Ponderero. You just stole what I said. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Well, it works for you, It, it does work for me. Yeah, it's what are you talking true. about? It's true. No such thing as a Japanese stallion, Michael. That's true. Can't do that. It's been a long day. It has, it has. You had work and everything. Had work. Uh-huh. That's okay. I have my toon squad space jam sh- jacket on <laughs> i'm gonna to wave my hands in the air if i feel fine uh-huh. we're gonna take it to overtime welcome to the space jam here's your chance do your dance at the space jam all right <laughs> i totally just read the lyrics there because i didn't know it <laughs> okay i was <laughs> I like know. wow that was surprising you actually <laughs> got huge thing i was gonna do mm. but, okay i feel good now man yeah and for uh the listeners out there just so you guys are aware as well, you guys are seeing behind the curtain today. Um, we are going to be doing like periodic stops and mm. listens because this is the fourth time recording this. Yeah, the audio doesn't want to work for some reason. Yeah, the, the it's like, what, did I say four? No, it was. You, you, I said I said three for sure. But sure episode episode three is not our friend. No, like it's it's, it's the cursed. It's like child like, of the bunch or it's something. Like, like uh, what's that bad number thirteen? Mm. Just, just missing the one just in the beginning. The one, yeah, it's thirteen when it was a baby. Yeah, it's, it's just like starting to be bad. Ten too early. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what's happening there. It sucks. But you also got me your other, your other host, the American Ninja Warrior, Nathan Choquette. The American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of things, and I'm, it's I'm late. very hazy. Like yeah, I don't know I what's going completely on. Completely <laughs> understand. You guys could be in for a, a royal a hell of a show ride over here, but um. Real quick, housekeeping. So as people have possibly seen from the um, filler third post, I don't really know how to say that, but the, the third post that we put on the podcast itself, yeah. only like a couple minutes long, um, as we mentioned, technical difficulties all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, tried recording it twice yesterday, and this is the second time trying to record it today. So yes. we are we are going to get something out to you guys, <laughs> even if it, it is destroys garbage. our throats. So. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it won't be too bad, though. Uh, we've been changing things up every so often throughout the shows anyway, so mm-hmm. it's, not, so it's like not like the constant, same thing over and over. Yeah, we're not constantly just saying the exact same thing to each other, because right. it would be very difficult to keep doing that. We kill each other at this point. <laughs> no, 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 we love each other, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. But um, yes, other housekeepings. Do. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. <laughs> other housekeepings. Um, corrections from episode two. Um, real quick, wanted to throw in Michael laughs because he's heard this a bunch of times, but I can't change this part because it's the correction. Yes, it's true. Um, but I accidentally in episode two said the name of US Gamers um, editor in chief, I believe is her title, um, and I called her Cat Williams, which is not her name at all. It's a comedian. Yep. Got mixed up because I was watching a special a couple weeks earlier, mm-hmm. and that name jumped into my brain. Of course, but Cat um, Bailey is the official name very sorry two about different that. people two different people totally different people one does comedy at like clubs and things and big old like stadium <laughs> areas say, he does other things i know he does, he does more than that and the other one very controversial writes articles and is, and is a very cool lady yes but um besides that um, i think the only other thing that i messed up from last show was um a couple times once or twice i said um last year's e3 mm-hmm. in reference to this year's e3 the e3 2018 and yeah that's about it we're gonna jump straight into segment one what are you playing michael i i, I 
trying to re- I keep trying to remember what you're gonna say, but I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what I've been playing. Um, a couple games. I bought God of War yesterday, mm-hmm. and South Park, the fractured butthole. Um, so I tried a little bit of both of those. Uh, maybe like an hour or two hours into both of them. Both really fun. South Park is South Park. It's like you're playing an episode of South Park. It's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Didn't realize it was a strategy game and strategy <laughs> yeah. RPG until I got into it, and I hate those kind of games. So it's going to be a struggle probably to play that. Um, but God of War, it's amazing. Oh yeah, just so like good. everybody has said, it is. It's uh-huh. story is great. The art's great. The gameplay is great. Everything about it's just really good. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see myself. I can see myself delaying beating that one for a while, so I have it on mm-hmm. the log, so I can just go back into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, a game I have been playing for a while now, Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dating dad simulator by the Game Grumps, who are awesome. Go watch their videos. Yeah. Um, um, it's basically a satire on dating sims in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because you're a dad, but you're also dating other dads. It was made by two, um, a gay guy and a um, a gay woman. And it's basically... I almost, oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I almost kind of wonder if, if if it is a satire. Is it... I've, I saw an interview because a no-clip, mm-hmm. uh, Danny O'Dwyer's yeah, thing. Yeah. They had Alana Pierce doing a guest interview, and they were interviewing the two creators. And she said it's it's uh, basically satire on like dating sims, like the like, oh, okay. serious dating sims okay, gotcha. but also it like takes in from their experiences growing up and how they dealt with being gay and stuff like that uh, okay, their okay. so part and, part satire but also part yeah part like from their experiences stuff which gotcha. i thought is really cool no yeah that is really yeah. cool that is really cool. really good game by the way so look into that one yeah it looks it's, it's not something that i have or like see myself buying like soon in the future or anything but mm-hmm. it, it does look pretty fun yeah. from seeing you you play it watching the dialogue the and stuff dialogue it's really is amazing yeah. <laughs> what have you been playing nathan um a plethora of things oh man um, i can't wait to hear this for the first time oh man um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go through it briefly though because yeah. I've, I've been jumping in and out a lot of different things um been playing uh pokemon let's go pikachu mm-hmm. saw that yeah um Tetris Effect, I love Tetris Effect. Like yeah. I, I sounds amazing. It, out of out of the games that I've been jumping in and out of and stuff, I think Tetris Effect is one that I can keep going back to. I, I've I've been finding myself like enjoying um, games that are just kind of like small bite sized things mm-hmm. lately, and I think just the fact that I can kind of jump into a, a game, play it, maybe beat it, maybe don't, and then jump out and stuff. Right, kind of like fits with like my time allotment and stuff that I have nowadays. Right. It's almost um, like relaxing in a sense too. Yeah, even yeah. With the music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the music is like what makes the game mm-hmm. so great, and that's that's what keeps me coming back to it. But um, aside from that, um, there's a word search game um, called Word Search by Paugi. Creative name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Paugi is. Never, never know. But um, I've been doing that for a while, just kind of slowly chipping away. Sometimes, like if I'm if I have some downtime and I'm not at home, I'll just bust out the Vita and throw down like a few like word searches and stuff so throw down those throw word down, searches you know? uh, just like just bust them out so that i can slowly knock off bits and pieces out yeah. of like the 324 word search puzzles they right. have in there and, and stuff and what's the reason you got this game uh platinum trophy there we go on two systems it's a it's a buy once get on 
PS4 and Vita. Ooh. So two Platinums two for the price one. of one. Yeah. Best deal. <laughs> um, besides that, I started uh, Black Ops 4, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah. yeah. The multiplayer is playing just like a Call of Duty game. So real, real tight. Real toit. Toit. So toit. Keep it toit. I'm Keep sorry, Xavier toit. Woods. Don't. No, we do it because we love Xavier. Okay, Woods. yes, <laughs> that's, that's fine. But um, I when I, when I said keep it tight, I I forgot that was his thing. I was I just up, down, yeah, down. yeah, new day. There you go. Um, but yeah, multiplayer is real fun in there. I've only played like one of the. I think it's called Blackout. Is sort of yeah, Blackout for the um, battle royale mode oh, okay. in there. Um, only played one match of that. Uh, didn't do too bad. Uh, didn't okay. win, but. Did did decently. Yeah. Top top fifteen. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Did did a little bit of that. Uh, no zombies yet. Um, I feel like zombies is something I have to play with multiple people. Yeah, it's a multiplayer mm-hmm. aspect of the game. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like it's one of the ones you really need to play in multiplayer because mm-hmm. they're they're technically all multiplayer. But yeah, well, you can't play zombies on your own. Uh, you can, you can. Okay. I think it's, it's just, just like you can do like local play and online play uh, and stuff. Okay. But I mean, I- if anything, like yeah, the the zombies. I feel like unless you're a pro player, will like quickly overwhelm you if you're trying to do it solo. So, right. Yeah, things like that. Um, aside from that, uh, Stormboy, which mm. is a, a game I got for a platinum also, but ended up being a really cool story game. So if you do check that out and want to just bust through the platinum because you can do it in like less than 20 minutes Dang. also maybe like take time to see the story because it's actually pretty good right and it's uh, based on a book by uh colin thiel i'm gonna say that's how you say you his name confident that time saying say it. It. i like yeah. that <laughs> um and if i mispronounce it i'm sorry but um also uh beat saber for mm. the psvr like had sabers. a lot of fun with that um i think a couple days ago when i first tried it out and stuff had to kind of like take a few like moments to readjust things after I started playing because I wanted to make sure that I, when I was having to like duck below some of these like obstacle walls and stuff that are coming at you. Right. The, I think originally the, I couldn't duck low enough because my camera was too far down to the uh, ground. So I put the camera up higher, which I is why it. now it's on top of the TV. I see it, yeah. And was able to do it after that, but it just gets me to like a mean squat position. Exercise in the arms, exercise in the legs. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a full body workout basically <laughs> when I play this game. Did you play it tonight? I uh, didn't play tonight. Oh. I, I played... Actually, did I say that? I didn't because that's my last one. I oh, played God of War. Nice yeah, perfect segue. <laughs> God of War all day today and I think most of the day yesterday if I remember right. Um, yeah, I, I've been I've been slowly picking away at God of War. Mm-hmm. Um because like you mentioned, like it's it's a amazing game, and kind of like how you mentioned you want to kind of like save parts. I'm starting to hit that um, same type of feeling that I had with Spider-Man, where I feel myself going through everything now because I know there's things I need to like check off before I finish the thing. Yeah, and it's kind of making me want to like I don't I don't know. It's not it's not that I want to play slower. It's that I want it to last longer. Right, right. You, you know the end's coming, and you just don't want it to. Yeah, happen. yeah. So I'm I'm trying to finish like all the side stuff before i go into the main thing because I, I basically got to the video game equivalent of like oh make sure you got all your gear stocked up and things oh, like that yeah. it's like basically them them telling you point of no returns coming yeah, up so get ready so be ready for the end kind of thing so i was like all right i guess that means i'm off to collect all these side quests and you can totally just restart the game items. 
I mean, possible, but there's no New Game Plus trophies, yeah. so not at this moment, you know? Understandable. Yeah. If anything, I'm going back to Spider-Man to get the New Game Plus for that stuff. Yeah. And the DLC when I can buy it. But, yeah, that is that is all I've been playing. All right. And we will move right on to the, the next segment, segment two. And so for segment two, actually, this week, it's going to be a little bit different. There's a, there's a few different things this week's episode than there was for the previous two episodes. Um, but segment two specifically here is a big change because it's more of a um, special holiday segment. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Is that what we're calling the segment? I know we keep saying gobble, gobble. And I, by keep saying, I mean like we've done it these past couple recordings. I, I, I just but... think it's just the first thing that comes to my head. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is this is the gobble gobble. This is the gobble gobble segment of Thanksgiving future past. Wait, actually, how does that work? Because we're in the future from Thanksgiving. Mm. Future past. X Men. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Thanksgiving past because it was in the past and yes. we're now in the future. So yes. Yeah. Let's go with that. What is the future? What is the future? Tomorrow's tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but for for <laughs> the late. special segment, Gobble Gobble, um, I was thinking that some a lot of I don't, I don't actually I don't want to say a lot of people. I I know that our family and it sounds like your family also has done this in the past, where um, when you're at Thanksgiving dinner, you go around the table and be like, "Okay, what are you guys thankful for?" and kind of like list things out and stuff. Have I you guys honestly done that? Think we, I honestly don't think we've ever done that before. Oh, my mistake. I thought we maybe, said that earlier. Maybe, maybe once. Oh, okay, okay. But no. Oh, maybe it was me asking you if you knew about that yeah. kind of thing. Okay, so it's my family then, for sure. And probably most other families too. Yeah, I'm sure other people <laughs> do it. I'm, I'm not saying we're outliers. But <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we're the outliers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because it was Thanksgiving this week, um, I figured it'd be a nice kind of thing to have a short list from each of us of things that we're thankful for in relation to video games. And it's a very wide um, topic. Topic doesn't have to be like only specific, like I'm thankful for this game or I'm thankful for Sony as a company or things yeah, like that. Just like anything that has games to, are cheap. Yeah. Anything that has to tie into video games has a place here. Right. So we will start with with you, Michael. What are the three things that you're thankful for? Doesn't have to be in a particular order. Okay. So I'll start off with a bang, Uh and you'll appreciate this. Um, I'm thankful for Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh boy. (laughs) Now the reason for there's multiple reasons for this. Yeah, one is to just like annoy me to know a little bit, a little bit, maybe like eighty percent, eighty (laughs) percent. No, no, no. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably admit that most of it is probably nostalgia factor because I grew up with Sonic. But the reason I'm thankful for Sonic is because I I would say it's probably the game that got me into video games officially. Because mm. when we grew up, we had... My parents got us an NES. I don't, know, I don't remember when, but I remember it was always in the room and we'd play Duck Hunt, we'd play Mario, we'd play Zelda... All those games. But we wouldn't play it very often. But then they got uh, the Sega Genesis one day. And they got Sonic. And I played Sonic. And I was like, oh my god, this is so much different than the NES games. Like, Mm. for some reason, this is drawing me in. It's a blue hedgehog, green background, waterfalls everywhere. The music was great. I'm like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I started going down that that slope of all the Sonic games. Sonic 1, there's Sonic 2, there's Sonic 3, Sonic slash Knuckles. 
Sonic Spinball, Sonic 3D Blast. Yes, I'm gonna name them all. <laughs> Sonic Racer. Can you feel the sunshine? <laughs> the um, Sonic Adventure One and Two on the Dreamcast. That's basically where I stopped. Like I, I played the Wii ones. Was oh, it okay. Sonic, where you turned into a werewolf? Oh yeah. Pretty bad. I don't even remember. Really what that's bad. Yeah. And then they had sh- they had a um, a tangent one, Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, where he had like guns. He had and guns stuff. and he was shooting aliens and stuff. That was <laughs> super bad, yeah, super weird. But uh, but all in all, when I think about Sonic, I I th- I think of it being the reason why I enjoy video games so much. Okay. Like, honestly, yeah. if I never played that Sonic game back there, and I don't think I'd be as into video games as I am in now, which mm. which I, which I'm very thankful for. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Now, my second topic or second thing I'm thankful for is the connections and the memory these video games have brought me. Mm, yeah. um, I'll split up into two things, one with my family and one with my friends. Okay. My family, I remember when we were younger, when we got the Genesis, we would always go to Blockbuster like every Friday or Saturday after school or whatever. Mm. As a family, my dad would come too, but he wouldn't really pick out the games because he didn't really care about video games. Yeah. My mom, me, and my sister would pick out Sega Genesis games. We would pick like Cool Spot. Oh, yeah. Such a fun game. <laughs> if you guys don't know, it's the, the little red dot on the 7-Up logo. Yeah, he had like yeah. sunglasses and it's like a platformer. Really bad <laughs> game, but so much fun. You'd pick up Toy Story mm. or Golden Axe or... Um, we eventually got this game called Six Pack, which had Sonic Adventure, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Columns, and Revenge of Shinobi, I think was in it too. But we got that. And it was like it was almost like a bonding experience with us, going yeah. out and renting these games, going back and playing them, seeing how good we were at it against each other and stuff. Nice, yeah. um, and then as as I got older, I remember we got the GameCube, and then we got the, we actually first got the Dreamcast, then we got the GameCube. And we would be me, my mom, and my sister. Again, my dad doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah. We would be in my room late at night, either playing like Mario Party, Super Smash, or there's this game, Ta- I think it was Taz, the, Ta- the Tasmanian Tiger. Not I the Tasmanian so. Devil? No, not the Taz- Tasmanian Devil. He was like a tiger. What? He was like a, like a dingo kind of thing. But he had a boomerangs. And he'd throw boomerangs, and you'd unlock these different, like, ice boomerangs, fire boomerangs, lightning boomerangs. It's kind wow. of like a Mario-esque game. Okay, okay. Really fun. But we'd play those for hours and hours and hours. And all honesty, I don't know if my mom's going to listen to this, but she did beat a lot of the games for me. <laughs> like, there were some parts that I couldn't do for some reason she could do. Yeah. Shout out to, to moms and being yes. good at games. I know she always always <laughs> says, oh, I always used to beat these games from Michael when he was younger, and I always just say, no, no, you didn't. But she, she did. She did. She did. I just don't like to say it. Nice. But yeah, all those bonding moments and stuff. But And also with games brought me like connections and stuff with my friends. Hmm. Like um in eighth grade i didn't really know anybody because my friend in seventh grade moved moved away and i was only in hawaii for like a year or two at this point yeah and then i met this kid named channing and we we would hang out every now and then like hang out by his house because he lives like maybe a minute from my house and stuff but then i found out he had kirby air ride i had kirby air ride too so we would play that 
And we just clicked after that. We'd play Kirby Air all the time at his house. Mm. We grew better as friends. And I think that, like, the reason we grew good as friends, I chalk up to is because Kirby Air Ride. Mm, yeah. We had something to talk about. We had something to go to. And, like, if we didn't have anything to do, like, oh, let's go to Kirby Air Ride. We had fun with it last time. Yeah. Then he moved away. Mm. Sucks. Yeah. Then I met you guys. Mm-hmm. You, Brandon, Angelo, Aaron, Brian. Yeah. And then we would have all those pizza nights at my house with the Smash TV. Yeah. We're playing Smash on the TV in the garage. Massive yeah, old, old TV. CRTV. Earthquakes that would uh-huh. happen when the sounds would happen because one speaker's broken and stuff. Yeah, man. But those were, those were honestly one of my fondest memories looking mm. back to yeah. like high school and stuff. And then even like when at the end of high school, um, when I would come to your house bringing my massive tv i'd ring the door but your dad would be like oh bring your tv video game all day today i'm like yep video games all day today (laughs) and we literally play video games all day yeah go out get food come back go out get dinner come back just play video games non-stop like every day yeah those are fun those are because of video games yeah it's dear to my heart um third topic um I, i thought about this one for a while um, I'm thankful for the YouTubers or the streamers uh, yeah, yeah. that stream these video games. Mm-hmm. Like, say, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie, Game Grumps, and even kind of funny in a sense because mm-hmm. they do their party modes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've put so many hours watching PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye when I was like, when I'm down or when I'm like thinking of my hypochondria or something like that. I need something mm-hmm. to distract myself. Yeah. I'll watch these guys. And in all honesty, they've introduced me to like many, many games I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I'll just list a couple: The Walking Dead, the first season. Oh, I didn't know about yeah, it until yeah. PewDiePie played it. Uh-huh. Slime Rancher from Jack, mm-hmm. Rock of Ages from Jack, Night in the Woods. Oh. I didn't even know that was a game until Jack played it. Oh wow! Journey, Firewatch, To the Moon. All these games were introduced to me from watching these streamers, mm-hmm. and I really, really am thankful for that. Really thankful. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Emotional now. Oh man, that's that's what Thanksgiving's about: <laughs> emotions and bringing people together. Yes. You know. <laughs> but um, so my three um, did a lot of thinking as well. Um, I'm gonna kind of go in order of like personal importance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, first one, and Michael's heard all these because of our previous recording. But um, first one is the um de- game developers in general right uh not not any particular studio because i own a lot of games from a lot of studios and enjoy a lot of people's work he owns like five thousand games not true <laughs> well, maybe like a thousand or something but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so it's not it's not just about like one particular studio or one particular creator or anything like that um it's just in general i know that a lot of people work on all these different projects and we don't get to see all their work all the time or we don't get to see it in like obvious ways. It can be something as simple as like someone who's creating the background music for a game that mm-hmm. just kind of makes the emotion like swell in a particular scene or the people who are kind of rendering cut scenes so that doesn't look like their faces are coming off and things right. like that. Eyeballs bulging out. Yeah. <laughs> Any Anything like that that's in these games that makes them work, I'm thankful for. Because without these games, there'd be a big chunk of my life and my my personality kind of that would be gone it's it's something that i enjoy so much that i don't think i could separate it from myself anymore and 
it sounds it might sound weird to people who aren't really into gaming and stuff, but it's it's the same as like people who don't think they could live without like watching sports and things. Exactly. You know? Very, just, very good example. Yeah, it's it's something that is a part of you even though it's not something that you have to have to like live and like mm-hmm. eat and breathe and things like that, right? It's almost like those people who paint themselves their team's colors at every oh, yeah, football yeah. game, even during the wintertime. Mm-hmm. We won't paint ourselves, but our love is that strong. Yeah, things. yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would do that kind of stuff. I go to like gaming conventions just exactly. just to go and like see the new things that are being offered and to like meet with people that are talking about these games and, and the developers themselves and stuff, just to go and like talk with them and mm-hmm. kinda kinda meet some of them and stuff. I think that was that was one of my favorite things going to um, PAX this last time was kind of getting to like talk to some of the developers of the games that I've either played or ended up buying afterwards and stuff just because like meeting them was kind of real um emotional is not the right word but it's, i could i could surreal. feel i could yeah surreal in a way but these are pe- also people i don't i don't know at all it's true so it's kind of part of it was just like uh, meeting these people and being able to feel their passion for the things that they're showing at the con- at the convention and just kind of getting that real sense of this is what they love doing and i love supporting mm-hmm. what they love to do you know, so just very thankful for for all of their hard work and sacrifice, and very much deserved. Yeah, very much deserved for all of them. Um, second thing on there is um, I'm thankful for the founders and past and current co-hosts of um, Podcast Beyond. 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 Um, that was it. Was part of my um, life moving to Oregon um, when. Moved away from um, from Hawaii. Only only knew a couple people over here in Oregon, and it was it was a I wouldn't say it was a difficult transition. It was just a transition, you know, picking mm-hmm. up, going to a new place, and trying to kind of figure out where where I'm at, I guess, um, personally and emotionally and things like that in terms of all these different changes going on. Right. And one of the things that um, I was obviously going to have gaming things over there with me because I brought my Xbox and uh, I think my Wii and stuff. I'm trying to right. remember what things I brought. But... You also you had the best game ever in John Woo's... Oh, boy. Stranglehold? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That game. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, brought, I brought all that stuff with me with the intent of... I mean, I, I never intended to leave those things behind. It wasn't like I was going away to somewhere new and wanted a fresh start kind of thing. Right. So I brought it because it's what I like to do in my downtime. And um, because of the changeover around that time in 2013 to the next generation, like PS4 and Xbox One, um, I had watched E3 um, coverage that year. And because of the price point, was going to go with the PS4 this time around. Mm -hmm. And in in the past, the whole like... Um, there was there was probably a little part of me who was like Team Xbox and stuff, and so I was like, eh, I don't need a PS3 because yeah. I've I've had the first Xbox, had the Xbox 360. There's no reason for me to jump into the other side at this moment. <laughs> the dark side. The dark side. <laughs> um, I'd had a I'd had a PS1 before, but never had a PS2. So yeah. it'd been a long time since I played any games on on the PlayStation system, and um. Yeah, so but when I when I decided to make the change over to PS4 because of the price point, um, I wanted to get myself into the games that I hadn't played previously, and also found out about the trophy system. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well if I'm gonna have 
if I'm going to be going to this new like system um, or ecosystem and stuff now, and I'm going to be having trophies over there, I want my achievements in like games that I've played on Xbox to also be there on the PlayStation side in trophies. Right. So I started getting the games I'd played on Xbox so I could play them again on PS3. Yeah. And then getting the games I had never played because they were exclusive to the to the PS3. And slowly just fell down this trophy rabbit hole rabbit that hole so I would fast. probably it's like never a year. <laughs> I just came back like, oh my God. Trophies. I love them. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think I would ever like stop playing PlayStation at this point because yeah. of because of trophies and things like that. Um, there, like that was one thing I think that clicked with PlayStation that had never super clicked for Xbox. I had never felt um, compelled to, um, I guess, like a hundred percent a game on Xbox for the a thousand gamer score over mm-hmm. there, just because it's like it, it was just a number. It didn't, yeah. didn't have any meaning to me. But the fact that they had like a specific thing on playstation that you would get for completing everything else and then it and then it actually equated to levels rather than just an accumulation of points right i think that was what was really interesting to me so i'm like okay like how how high can i get this and once <laughs> once i got the bug it just never went away pretty high like i had the ps i had the ps3 like maybe a year and a half hmm. until you got your ps3 oh, and then okay. you got your ps4 first but i was at trophy level like four or five were you really? I yeah, thought, my, I thought you were higher than that. My old level was. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then I made the new account. Mm-hmm. But you jumped up so freaking fast, like nobody's business. <laughs> I, I I think part of it is I was I because that was before I was playing just ridiculous trophy games at that point too. Yeah. But I was going through like my my old library of stuff, and so since it was games I had already beaten, I think it was easier for me to just look up um, trophy guides to work myself through the entire thing yeah. and just like finish everything. So there's, there's a lot of ones in there that I'm, I'm proud of. Like the uh, Dead Space comes to mind. but And then there's other ones that IMAO. are in there. That, yeah, IMAO <laughs> and, and Mr. Masaji and things. And yeah. ones that I probably would have never gotten if I had only played Xbox stuff. True. But that's, experiences. That's, that's some of the fun of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for the, sorry, getting back. That was a huge sidetrack, <laughs> but, um, because of that change in my life, I wanted a, um, I wanted to like learn more about the PlayStation ecosystem and found podcasts beyond just through like a simple, um, search on, I think Apple podcasts. And I was in, I was in undergrad school at the time. I only had a couple years to finish over at my, my new school. Mm-hmm. And so listening to those i would i would listen to those on like the walk to school and then like the walk home and maybe like here and there in between class and stuff if i had break times but i just got so hooked on the show and like the personalities of the people hosting that i ended up going back to w- listen to like old episodes like way in the past like there was no reason for me to go back there because these games that they're talking they're about out. back then are have been out for a long time yeah. and all this, all this stuff is is like ancient history, but it was kind of like the, the almost the history aspect of it that was interesting to me as well. Like one, it was the the fun that they had together and like the kind of like energy they had as a as a unit. But um, learning the history of all the things in the past and learning more about like developers and mm-hmm. different studios and publishers and things going on behind the scenes was really interesting to me. That's why I'm a history major. Yeah, yeah. It's just gotta. 
get a get a job as a video game historian you know <laughs> if only man if only god you can you can mix your your dream of working in a museum and like a make museum, a video game history museum, museum? You know? yeah that'd be so freaking cool that would be pretty cool i don't think it's i don't think it's a thing but you could make it a thing i will make it a thing <laughs> laying down the law now yeah but um the I, I i liked basically all the hosts in there um specific shout outs to of course greg miller um who's now with kind of funny um ryan clements who's now with uh playstation blog um colin moriarty who's doing his own thing with like colin's, colin's last, last stand and other patreon works and and um uh the dark knight of news andrew goldfarb I really, I really loved um, listening to him like first starting out in Podcast Beyond, and then like becoming a vet and kind of making his own thing until he's actually now kind of just. It's almost like he's like similar levels of like fame within like the Podcast Beyond like system, I ecosystem, guess. Yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been cool to to see over time, right? But. Um, yeah, if, without without all of them, I probably wouldn't have been as like engrossed in like so many different types of games as I am now because they really like broaden my gaming horizons in terms of like genres and games I would have never played. Kind of similar to you and the and the streamers and YouTubers mm-hmm. that you watched. Um, but yeah, it's really really big part of my of my love of gaming, yeah, and, it's, and it's thanks to them. Um, my heart's crying. Oh, I guess. <laughs> the, my last one, though, and uh, most important to me is um, my parents because Aww. they yeah, yeah, is because my they, my parents are the ones who got me into games in the first place. It's a good parent and, right there. Yeah, yeah. My um, my parents got me a um, Game Boy Pocket, and I believe the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening for Ooh. the for the Game Boy. And I was in kindergarten at the time, I believe, and I think they got it for me because we were going on a cross-country trip from California to Nebraska to see family. Bang. Yeah, so all driving, no no flying and stuff. So that's... Road trips. Yeah, so we needed something to to do in the car, basically. And we would um, also, like, strap in, like, a very small, like, TV with, like, a VHS... Oh, tape okay. and stuff and we had a power bank oh it was your car. minivan wasn't it yeah yeah took, took, the, old, took the, the old soccer Bertha. van mm-hmm. um but driving over there we'd have like that stuff but I'd, I'd have my my game boy and just a bunch of batteries and like things to change out and those are like some very like fond memories of just kind of like getting me like into video games in general mm-hmm. and they over the years they got me like different consoles and things when i didn't have money for anything like that as a kid right and kind of um kind of uh shaped shaped like the the games i played obviously because of like ratings and things they were they were pretty strict about like if it's t you can't play it till you're 13 if it's m don't look at it until you're 17 17, kind of thing which is weird your parents never seem they don't seem like the the like the strict, strict type, about type that. yeah, 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 and I think they've they've probably gotten more like um, you relaxed were the f- over the time and stuff. You were the firstborn, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I got all the the um, I don't want to say discipline. The we trial all, we all and got error. Discipline. But yeah, I, I was yeah, I, I was I was the first one to receive these types of things and stuff. You know, so they they learned as as they went along and stuff for my my younger two siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, without without them though, I wouldn't have 
probably ever picked up video games i might just be like a sports person and stuff which i'm sure you would enjoy i love that i have no one to talk to about sports <laughs> except my dad and my coworker adam i appreciate you adam you're the best <laughs> yeah but i mean like yeah it's i because i did a bunch of sports as a kid and just nothing really clicked until in like high school when i started doing martial arts and mm-hmm. that was but that's that's the extent of it like I, that i did that as like the for the longest time and only that and like like video games has lasted the longest out of any of my interests yeah in general in my life so yeah it's it's a it's a huge part and all thanks to my parents there they 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 may or may not be proud of that but, <laughs> but i'm not part of their plan but you know <laughs> but i'm 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 proud of them for, right for having that because it's a big part of, of me and i think how i turned out and everything too so that's cool yeah yeah and with that, we will head straight into the third segment. Segment three. So for segment three, um, this is also like a slight change this week. And this one will probably stick through um, for the rest of the, the podcast, I would assume, mm-hmm. the rest of the episodes. Um, we're slightly um, splitting it up because we have slightly different like deliverance. Deliveries. Deliverance. There we go. Slightly different <laughs> deliveries of um, the segment of talking about upcoming games yes and so we're gonna just split them off there because i like to give the descriptions and stuff and you like to find specific ones mm-hmm. that catch your catch your eye and stuff in the store so um first one is the entire list of upcoming software on the playstation network as listed by justin massingale brought to you by the bros and consoles co-hosts each and every weekend we're gonna have to cut Ba-da-ba. that down <laughs> I don't know what that one was. <laughs> I don't either. That was that was a, that was a long one. It was man, I long title, ex- long jingle. <laughs> but God. the list is not as long because um, thank because the Lord of, oh because of the Thanksgiving holiday and Black Friday and everything like mm-hmm. that. People have time off, so hopefully uh, everyone at the PlayStation blog is enjoying their their break and everything. Um, but that means no PSN drop this week. So I just kind of searched around trying to find things that for sure from the sounds of things are coming out this this next week and we've got a list of i believe six games for me um on the playstation store and four of those are coming out on the 27th and those ones are since there's no descriptions i'm just going to read them off go for it darksiders 3 great game floor well well probably probably will be assuming great. great game thq nordic is pretty cool yes so I liked Darksiders 1 and Darksiders 2 mm-hmm. from what I played of 2. I haven't finished it yet. And I've got three pre-ordered, so let's, let's go. Let's go <laughs> Add it to the many games you need to finish. <laughs> um, second one on there, Floor Kids, mm-hmm. a game that we, we talked talk, about, that I talked about last week Yep. in the NIC. Um, another one I'm excited for, RPG Maker MV. Yes. And that one sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know what the your- price point's going to be for it. But I want to I think, make RPGs. I think we talked about it earlier. It was like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, or I like forty nine or something. Like we don't know for sure what it's gonna be. Yeah, but it'll probably be up there. Probably regular game price kind of mm-hmm. thing, which is is understandable. Right. You're you're giving people the means to make entire games and stuff. So if any game is gonna turn out like to the moon, mm-hmm. then it's a must get. Yeah. Like I'm 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 really excited to make a RPG and flesh out what i can from like D stories and stuff that would be cool yeah because i'm excited about that 
Because yeah. it's, it's difficult for the two of us because we've played D&D together and stuff. Yes. And I do the the DMing. Right, mm-hmm. the, uh, I play. I use. I do the dungeon master, and then play like the characters Character and stuff also, like that. Yes. Right, but it's difficult to do that with just two people, mm-hmm. unless I tailor a story entirely just for your character kind of thing. Right, which I can do, and I've done before. But in like the very first one, we had like a few of our other friends one. and stuff. Yeah, we got pretty far. It's just we had to. Gosh, we had to stop though because it's it. Uh, like Brandon's in Utah, Angelo's in Seattle, my dad's in Hawaii. I forgot how we had your dad. Play. Yeah, I know. I was just like, your man, wife doesn't want to play. Great, yeah, she might be more. She might be more That's okay with true. it now because we 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 got her playing a little bit right in got Sacramento a little, little with, taste. with our friends Tiffany and Chris. But um, those things aside, it's very difficult to like have everyone together to play the game the way it should be played and stuff. In terms right. of like everyone talking with each other and figuring out what to do and things. So if I'm having to play like other people's characters and stuff, or you're playing other people's characters, not as fun as it could be kind mm-hmm. of thing. So sure. it'll it'll be cool to be able to like actually piece together stories and stuff that people can play if they want to and whatnot. That's just just the idea of me being able to actually put something out for right. that sounds kind of fun. I'm super curious to see how long it takes to make one of those games. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be enormous amount of time. Yeah. But if there's trophies attached to using make a the assets. 50 hour game <laughs> in 15 minutes oh jeez, no <laughs> i don't yeah I'm, I'm i know there's i think there's trophies up on on psm profiles i don't oh. remember what they look like but probably better not to look at them yeah, <laughs> at this point I won't look at them right now i'll look at them i'll look at them later but i think it, they seemed interesting though right so it's it's something i'm excited for um the other one's coming out on the 27th is called i am the hero mm-hmm. and that one looks really cool uh side scrolling 8-bit looking beat graphics up. beat them up looks real fast not not slow like older games like streets Golden of rage streets of rage those things like that ninja turtles mm-hmm. but looks looks really cool i'm interested in this one and coming out on the 29th is a game that has a very long and confusing title Let's see if I can get through it without messing it up. You got it. I have faith in you. It's called Asterix and Obelix. Yep. XXL2. XX Colon Mission Colon Las Vegas. What? No one Why? knows. No one knows. Why? And I'm sure somebody knows. But <laughs> I'm sure somebody knows. <laughs> like, a couple questions. Is there a Asterix and Obelix XXL1? In knows, all honesty, you know? when you looked at it, when you when you read it, mm-hmm. the first couple of times we tried to record this episode, yeah, I looked at the images and stuff. They look familiar. Oh, do they? Like I've seen, oh. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen older games of it. Okay, okay. Like a while ago, because the one dude with, with the, his like wing on here and he has like the Roman sandals and stuff, like you pointed out the one time, but mm-hmm. it looks familiar. Okay, for yeah. some and, reason. And I know, like originally we kept. I, or not we i kept saying that it was something to do with like, like ogres, ogres and stuff. <laughs> but it's because yeah it's totally not that it's be, shrek like i would just kind of <laughs> glance real quick at the at the art yeah on the on the store and forgot entirely that they were vikings right because it's just it's just like thing. one really big dude and yeah. then like a smaller dude next to him so in my mind i'm like yeah ogres i've been playing god of war there's ogres and ogres things, you know? aka vikings you know yeah but yeah vikings look at and it looks like they fight romans so who knows Maybe that's that's be, historically accurate. Maybe it'll be a, a slam dunk, you know? Who Space knows? Jam. Space Jam. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Kobe to the hoop, three-pointer. Oh, man. 
And the last one, which is actually going to be on the NIC, is called Unexplored Colon Unlocked Edition. What's what's with all these games with colons in them? I mean, colons are useful, you know? It's yeah. Just, it's, it's, it's just so they're, they're probably, yeah, they're not meant to be read yeah. and stuff, but it's 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 too strange to just not read them true you know so or at least for at least for these purposes when you read them in your head no one's like reading these things and being like that that, that colon blah 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 but i gotta i gotta i gotta do it so that when these people search for things they understand yeah what, what it looks like and stuff you know words are weird words are words are weird english is strange you know guys i hate english oh man i want to move to japan oh man japan's the best i know love it love it but what do you have for us, Michael? What do I have for you? I have three games uh-huh. that I picked. All right, what is what is your thing going to be called again? Oh, that's right. My thing is called the Nintendo Switch games that I think that you should check out this week. Yeah, there you go. I think it was something along the lines. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds totally right. right. We'll get it right it. next time for sure. <laughs> okay, so first one is called Coffee Crisis. Mm-hmm. comes out November 30th. Uh, price point is nine ninety nine. Nice, nice. And it's just like your I Am Hero game, um, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's more of a old retro beat 'em up, like a, like a Streets of Rage kind of look. Yeah, but it's it's it has that sixteen bit brawler graphics and stuff. I'll read the description really quick. Coffee Crisis is an arcade style beat 'em up that pays homage to the '90s era of classic arcade and sixteen bit brawlers. The Smurgulin race, uh-huh. weird, has uh-huh. come to Earth, and they're not leaving until they steal our most prized commodities, our metal music, rock on, the best coffee, and all the Wi-Fi. All the, Just no. take the Wi-Fi. You know. Get in the shoes of the only baristas on Earth with enough heavy metal in their veins to fend off this alien assault. So yeah, your baristas fighting off aliens who want to steal metal music, coffee, and Wi-Fi. Hmm. What a story. Now, I totally understand that having heavy metal in the veins is just a phrase for them. Yes. But <clears throat> if this was taken in a literal sense, they would technically just be taking humans then that like metal music. That's right? sure if they did have it in their veins. Yeah. And then the Wi-Fi. But yeah, and the Wi-Fi, yeah. I don't, They're basically just attacking like gothic Starbuckses. Basically, like yeah. That. Yeah. If but but if they're an alien Grunge race, Starbucks, and they they were able to get to Earth, I'm assuming they have great technology. Why do they need Wi-Fi? Why do they need coffee? Why yeah. do they need metal music? I've got to assume that these aliens are just bored, and they're just like be. these humans have some interesting tunes, and I like their coffee, and yeah <laughs> it could be i don't we know. have wi-fi but let's just take it from them too you know? <laughs> i know you never really watch futurama oh yeah yeah only like there's this pieces. alien race that i wish i knew the name of it and don't don't hate me because i don't remember these things but they were an alien race that caught reruns of old earth shows oh weird and they thought they were like real in a sense so they'd oh. go to earth and like oh man play this where's where's chandler from friends kind of thing oh. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't friends obviously yeah they but, can't do that. but it's something along those lines so yeah. maybe it's similar to that oh which yeah. would be cool yeah that'd be interesting um my second game is called akihabara feel the rhythm remixed mm. and this comes out on the 29th mm. price point is six dollars and 79 cents right now it's, yes right it's now it used to sale, be right? originally it's 7.99 okay yeah so just pre-purchase you get some money on yes it, which is cool so basically you it's a rhythm game 
but it's incorporated with like a puzzle Tetris feel. Mm. So I'll read the description real quick. Take a trip through the engaging music and intense puzzle action set in Tokyo's electric town. Stack blocks to build combos, tap in rhythm with the music to break them, play through the campaigns, go for the high score. So basically a nice little rhythm Tetris game. Maybe like a softcore Tetris. Uh, Tetris effect. Uh, yeah. yeah. Probably okay. not though. Yeah. But it, it does it does look really cool. Nice, and it has an nice. anime girl on the cover, so that's always a plus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know how to they know how to sell their games. They do, they, they do. The they know cover, their you know? they know their uh, they know their audience. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Third game, I didn't see this game before, oh. and I remember seeing a bunch of people play it. Like kind of funny. I've seen Jack play it and all that stuff. Yeah, it's called Screen Sheet Unplugged. Oh yeah, Screen yeah. Sheet. Yeah, I got that on PS4. Yeah, it comes out for the Switch on the 29th. Oh. Original price point twelve ninety nine. But you can get it on pre-purchase nine for nine dollars and seventy-four cents. Nice right now. But basically, it's if you ever play like a multiplayer game with multiple screens or with yeah. your friends and multiple TVs, and you'd look at each other's screen and stuff. Yeah. The whole point of it now is to look at the players you're going against the screen to see where they're at to shoot and attack them. Right. Yeah. Kind because like, everyone's invisible. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see them naturally. Which is super frustrating, but super <laughs> cool at the same time. <laughs> and it's local multiplayer, which which i really like yeah 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 so all you all you og GoldenEye folks and all you og halo folks you'll, you're gonna love this game <laughs> if you haven't OG. played it already <laughs> funny thing is i never played GoldenEye. or oh my gosh really i played halo with you guys okay, that was about it and that's why i said both you know yeah some, some of the they're they're real og if they're all the way back in the golden eye days mm-hmm. you know also it's probably dating dating us at this point that's you know? 100 percent oh, well, true it's okay but nice little bonus game by Smash. By Super Smash when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Of Pre-order course. Smash. <laughs> if you don't know what Smash is, still buy Smash. Oh, my gosh. Buy Smash. <laughs> I don't I don't think... Buy oh my gosh. Smash. <laughs> I don't think anyone like <laughs> with a Switch is unaware of what Super Smash Brothers is at this point. Amen. I feel like it's... I, it's, I feel like they're going to sell more Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate copies than they have consoles out in the wild somehow you know (laughs) there's gonna be a guy i have the game but i can't play the game (laughs) scalpers be going out and buying these things being like get your smash brothers we got mario punching zelda in the face (laughs) got some dude in new york opening up his trench coat you guys want some smash i got a new i got samus without her uh armor on it's a nice little costume (laughs) got now (laughs) oh my gosh hey kid come over here that'd be awful (laughs) But that's oh, that's all the games I got. Nice, nice. I'm gonna throw in um, just a few because um, there are some things on the the Switch that I was I was surprised to see on there mm-hmm. um, <gasps> in, a, in a good way. Um, one of them is one I already mentioned. Um, I am the hero coming out on the Switch on the 30th. Mm-hmm. So if you got a Switch, don't have a PS4, don't worry about it. You don't can still get it. your you can still get your game on. Just no trophies. That is true. <laughs> worry about that, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Uh, other one, um, I played this over at a, as a demo at PAX West this year. Uh, it was called Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, real cool looking game. For people who are unaware, it um, has a really cool like dialogue system. It's like the narrator doesn't. There's no there's no words going on um, that are being spoken, but the narrator is kind of like text is coming up, and it's like the narrator is a. It's almost like they're a regular person 
that's like really chill, you know, and just kind of like watching everything going on in the right. world. And they're like, yeah, man, the hunter picked up his sword and slashed that wolf, and it was cool. Yeah. That's I'm how I imagine. Hippie. That's how I'm going to imagine their voice in that <laughs> Surfer game. Surfer guy. <laughs> because up, it's bro? like they have like a, a little like sense of humor with like the text going on in there. Mm. It's never just like straight up like, okay, you see, you see the, the mountain in the Generic. distance and, it, and, and it's very ominous and dark and a storm is brewing kind of thing. It's always like, yeah, man, you see that mountain and There's a goat. it looks far away and that goat's looking at you. And, and he, he just fell to his death. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> It's, it's real it's a real cool looking game the the music is good the combat system in there is an interesting type of thing where it's like you kind of um go based off of like reaction and stuff so okay. the enemy will try to attack you you will like throw up a block and then throw up a block whenever they try to hit you and then they'll like stop and then you have to hit them then oh okay that's cool yeah so I it like looks that. it looks pretty cool um in terms of like gameplay as well as like music and just atmosphere in general right um another one is called the first tree which comes out on the 30th also um seems from from the trailer that i watched it seems like there is a guy narrating in the background talking to a woman i don't know how they're related whether it's like lovers or in a relationship or just like friends or things like that Mm -hmm. but um the guy was explaining that he's having a that he's been having a dream about a fox and the fox has lost her cubs and she's going and finding them and stuff and it seems like there's some kind of like story going on in the background as you play as the fox and go around exploring this world mm-hmm. and it looks it looks pretty cool it looks it looks like a pretty like calm interesting experience like um i don't want to say it'll be like journey because there is like some words going on in there but it's seems very like relaxing and serene to kind of just like run around and figure out what's what the what the right. story going on take everything is. in kind of thing yeah yeah and it, and it looks and it looks like a pretty game so it's cool yeah it looks it looks pretty cool and last one is oh, okay the second to last one i'm gonna throw a shout out to cattails coming out yep. on the 29th because you, you were mentioning that last and week it's an rpg uh-huh. amazing enough enough said there yep i um, have my money yeah and then um one i did was gonna i was gonna shout out for me is um Marini and Tavern Story, um, mm. Patty and the Hungry God is coming out for the Switch. Apparently, it's not on the online store, according to Michael, or is it? It is. I just didn't see it. Oh, <laughs> so that changes okay. things. Okay, that does change things. Yes, well, okay, it's so, on so, the so, store online. Okay, so then Nintendo is on it. They yeah. they have it on there, but for some reason they didn't announce that this thing was coming out on the twenty ninth. Nope. In the U.S. store because. Every, everywhere I've looked has been saying like, oh yeah, it's coming out on the 29th in Japan and we don't have a North America release for this in terms of like Switch or in terms of like PS4, Xbox One kind of stuff. They lied. Yeah. They're just liars, I guess. Liar, I don't know. Liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Or just unknown. They just, or they unknown, just, yeah. They just don't know what's going on, I guess. It's, it's, they, they have a lot of games coming in on the Switch. True. It's, it's hard to keep so, track like, of, mix it probably. Up. But yeah, if... If it is a mistake, I'm going to cash it on that mistake, oh, yeah. and I'm going to get it in English, because it looks like everything's in English. So. <laughs> Watch you get it, and it's we like will... Japanese still. Yeah, if that's the case, I'll be a little sad. You but... can read Japanese, kind of. Yeah, I, I can. It's just it's going to take me a long time to decipher <laughs> these things. So let's let's hope for English, you know? That's, let's just hope for that. But yeah, that is, that is everything that I saw on the Switch that was catching my eye. And right. with that, we will head on right into segment four. Segment four. So, segment four is still staying the same. It's mm-hmm. the good old NIC, good old Nathan's NIC. Indie Corner. And this week, as I mentioned, we have our guest, Unexplored Unlocked Edition. 
for some reason, I actually thought you had a guest coming in. Oh, that'd be crazy. It's like, is there coming, someone coming through the door? <gasps> Jim Carrey? Oh, what? Wow. You're going to talk about your upcoming movie. You're Dr. Obotnik? I didn't think you liked Sonic, Nathan. <laughs> oh, jeez, no. But, um, yeah, for this game, um, I've, I've seen that it's on the Switch already. And it's been on there since um, August 9th, I believe. Um, but it's coming to PS4 and probably Xbox One as well on the 30th. So next week, Friday, I think is, is correct. Um, it is being published by Digirati, um, and they're partnering. They partnered with Nephilim Game Studios for the Nintendo Switch version, and they're partnering with Ludomotion for the uh, PlayStation version, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but the since the game is the unlocked edition, as they've put in the title. Um, it is the same game that was on Steam a long while back. I don't know the exact date and stuff, but um, it has all three DLC packs included. So this mm-hmm. is like the complete edition for the game, basically. And the game itself is a um, top-down dungeon crawler. Um, everything's randomly generated, so you never have the same playthrough once. It's more like than one accent there. It, yeah, it kind of did. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Never had seen. Never had a same playthrough <laughs> once before. You know? But um, yeah, and then you unlock classes as you play. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got classic ones like the fighter and the rogue and the wizard and stuff. Right. And then um, total of seven classes. Um, Sounds a lot like like a, a like a top down rogue legacy in a sense. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it's it seems like a pretty simple um, fight. Um, like melee combat system that they have mm-hmm. going on. Apparently, in in an article I read, there's also stealth mechanics in there. Oh, that's cool. Now I didn't I didn't see how the stealth mechanics work, so I guess we'll have to find out how that works in the actual game and stuff. Right. But it seems it seems like a cool thing to have that in a dungeon crawler game because you don't I feel like you don't see that very often. No, and you do like your stealth. Oh yeah, I do. I, I play stealthy whenever I can. You know, so you do it. usually it's because of trophies, but also because I enjoy stealth. Right. But um, as as well as that, they have a um, adaptive soundtrack system going on. So based on your surroundings and like if you're in a combat or non-combat situation, um, you'll have different music playing in the background. So I, cool. I assume things change similarly to how um, the I guess like game creates itself, right? Mm-hmm. So it must have cues in there that when certain things appear, it knows to change the music slightly. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah, it, it makes it seem more atmospheric from the sounds of things, mm-hmm. which I really dig. I really dig. Really dig it. And can you um, dig it, oh, sucker? <laughs> Booker, Booker T. I love wrestling, man. Um, but the last thing in there that is a real nerdy dive into this game is their um, actual like um, random generation system. And Michael's heard this explanation, so this is for you viewers this, at home. This, this is drawing multiple yeah. times already. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was really it was really cool, so I really wanted to like explain it and stuff for people right. who just aren't gonna probably go out and like read these articles and stuff like I've seen. Um, so in in normal systems, right, you have a starting point, and then the game will create um, branching paths and stuff for you to go down. And the example they gave is like maybe you have like a few paths after your first room that you enter, and Maybe some of those paths lead you directly to a dead end. Maybe they lead you to a key, or maybe they lead you to a lock, and you have to go find that key, right? But you don't know where you're going because everything's been randomized. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that works generally, but it it does kind of start to look a little bit um, 
samey over time. Right, right? yeah. If, if you've been playing the game for a while, maybe you've been dying a lot and then having to like go through the same level, of, or not same level, but start, start from the beginning again. Um, you, you start to notice like, oh yeah, this place looks pretty similar. Maybe yeah. just a few things have been switched around inside the room itself. Mm-hmm. And so the, like the, the, the gym that happens a lot in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, Binding um, of Isaac. rogue legacy and stuff or like rogue that. Legacy, yeah. But, um, it's, it starts to feel samey and it kind of loses its like shine and stuff a little bit. So then you, so then you're not really thinking too much about the random generation anymore. Yeah. But, um, in unexplored, it sounds, they, they have what they call a cyclic dungeon generation system. And so it sounds like um, basically what this does is it stops, or I, I assume hopefully it stops um, from what they're describing, um, any kind of like dead ends inside the game. Okay. So basically everything kind of loops together in like a cycle and does it in a way that feels more organic and purposeful than a typical procedurally generated um system Mm -hmm. so there and it and what i thought was interesting too in there because there's there's a whole like diagram kind of thing you can have like one path that takes you around to a key that you wouldn't have been able to get by just going from maybe like the first room into the key room you'd have to go all the way around a separate path and then it's like a one-way room from the key room to that first room again okay yeah um but you can go ahead and like follow these these paths and everything. But it also they they had in their diagram a secret room, which I find really interesting because like having a secret room that helps you get to the goal without needing to find that key for the lock inside the the dungeon and stuff seems really interesting because no one's ever going to be able to nail down that exact same secret anywhere else because of the nature of like randomized randomized yeah, yeah. levels so i think something like that just saying makes makes it a different beast in a way mm-hmm. and so i think that that's kind of something that's kind of making me lean more towards like oh, okay I, I might seriously try this out and think it's cool enough for the the nic basically i it does seem really cool yeah yeah so i'm, I'm really i'm really digging what i'm seeing from the, of these games what is it coming out on um for the so it's already out on the switch okay um it's coming on september 30th for the ps4 oh. for sure on the ps4 maybe on the xbox one i'm not sure exactly but yeah so pretty That's soon cool. yeah That's five more days five more days there we go a lot of, there's actually a lot of, lot of good stuff coming out this next mm-hmm. week so pretty, pretty exciting yeah and with that we will go into segment five which michael will explain has also had some renovations uh, yeah, I've uh, it used to be like a retro corner kind of thing, but you know, I've I've realized in my my I don't know probably now like fourteen plus years of knowing Nathan, his love for Sonic is very strong, oh, almost stronger than mine. <laughs> so I wanted to dedicate a segment to him personally for his love of Sonic. Oh my gosh! And I'm calling this segment Sonic Super Fast Minute. You shouldn't have, Michael. Gotta go fast. You really shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm here for, man. But in this segment, I'm going to be just saying one fun fact or interesting fact about Sonic. Either it's development, it's design, it's gameplay, whatever I find mm-hmm. that I think is interesting, interesting for you guys to uh, know. Okay. So this one, after Sega settled on the design or settled on Hedgehog being the animal for Sonic... Mm. Uh, which was pr- proposed by the designer named Naoto Oshima. Uh-huh. Made sure I said that said that right. 
um, the company, Sega, threw out multiple ideas for names of what to name Sonic. But one idea that almost stuck was a name called Mr. Needlemouse. <laughs> Mr. Needlemouse. Nice little, uh, also a little fun fact here. Mr. Needlemouse was the code name for the Sonic Adventure, not Adventure, Sonic Episode 4 that they released in, like I think, 2009 on like Game Boy or the DS or something like that. It was like yeah. a prequel to Sonic 1 um, kind of yes. thing. But I thought that's a really, really interesting fact that Sonic could have been named Mr. Needlemouse. Yeah. I, I, I would have dug it. <laughs> <laughs> he's being sarcastic because he loves no, sonic <laughs> no like i think i think like sonic sonic i i i think i kind of play it up more than i actually care about sonic i just really don't care about sonic it's yeah. kind of what it is it's not like i dislike him yeah i just don't find the games that Secret, fun he loves him oh boy but um in terms of like like character names like hearing sonic the hedgehog versus was it was it gonna be Sonic the Needle Mouse or was it just, it was gonna just be Mr. Needle Mouse? Mr. Needle Mouse. That yeah. doesn't roll off the tongue as easy as Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's true. It, it doesn't like, have you can like get a the tongue twister a little bit. Kind of Mr. Needle Mouse. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's like uh like Dead Mouse. It kind of, yeah, but kind of makes you think of Dead Mouse a little, a little bit, bit. Yeah, just with like spikes. It's true. Wow. He would have been wearing a top hat, having a suit. Oh boy. A tie. That would have been coming like home almost... to his family who doesn't love him anymore. Wow. <laughs> What did Mr. Needlemouse do? <laughs> that took a turn. Oh my god! I didn't know where that was going, and it went. Well, there's your dark. fun Sonic fact. <laughs> and this was Sonic Super Fast Minute. Yeah, gotta go fast. Oh my gosh, gotta go fast. <laughs> well, everybody, that is the show for this week. Apologies again for what a the freaking ordeal. The, yeah, man. Hopefully this <laughs> this will be the last time something like this happens. Um, in terms of like audio technical difficulties and struggles and stuff um but yeah we want to get this out to you every weekend and hopefully every saturday hopefully every saturday i think what we might do is try to record it earlier if we can not like super early in the week but maybe something like friday so that it can post saturday that sounds good we'll we'll, we'll see what our our schedules we'll debate in our office yeah our, our office, which is our living room, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be playing video games. So, uh, so Michael, you uh, you want to record? Want to record on Friday? Sure. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving break. And if you're in a different country, not celebrating Thanksgiving, hope you had a good normal week. Normal week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sounds so. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but yeah, normal Americans in our holidays. Yeah, we got we got a lot of them. But we will see everyone next weekend, and thanks for tuning in. Oh, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, feedback is appreciated yes. and welcome. Any at, kind of feedback. Yeah, any any kind of feedback. Anything negative, questions, positive. Yeah, anything you want in the show, things Old like numbers. that, suggestions, just let us know yep. at brosandconsoles at gmail.com. That is the whole thing spelled out, no and sign, just bros and consoles. No capitals either. Yeah, no caps. I don't think that matters, but brosandconsoles at gmail.com. And yeah, hope to see everyone again next week. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>